The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. Our guest this week, one of my favorite people that we've talked to on this show. She's back, and she's terrific. She is a New York-based singer-songwriter who provides a wide variety of educational resources for musicians at her website, inthekeyofsuccess.com, including new resources on email marketing and building your email list. You can also find her music at CB music.com ladies and gentlemen we are happy to welcome back cheryl b Engelhart on the break the business podcast hi cheryl hello how are you it is so good to hear from you again let's just be super broad and open-ended with the first question how's everything okay. been going with you let's catch up um it's been good i've this year i sort of you know january 1st i always declare it to be the year of the something and i i declared this year to be the year of the composer and I've really uh, I've been excited with some projects. I've scored uh, a feature film and three short films. Um, and I've also been doing a lot of work with different choral groups. And I'm a resident, uh, composer in residence for a group in New York City and traveled to Mexico and Israel last year with another group that I've been writing for and singing with. Um, so choral music came up and I'm I'm writing a musical with an amazingly brilliant partner and that is going up next September in a theater in the Hudson Valley. So it's like real. What? Um, wow. Yeah. So that's, that's sort of the the update. And, you know, all along last year I did a whole, I, I got a lot of training in on email cause I got, I got asked to, to moderate a panel on South by Southwest, um, on email marketing. And I thought that was like the weirdest request. I'm like, I'm not like an email person. Then I thought about it. I'm like, I have this list for my fans, my, you know, as my singer songwriter self. And I guess I've had this list since 2004 and they've flown, they've given me miles to fly to Europe. I've fan funded two records twice with you know, $20,000 each through my fan list. I'm like, okay, I guess it's like working for me. So I, I actually wanted to like really know my stuff. So I took some courses and really dug it. And I was like, whoa, no one in the music industry, including myself is really doing this email marketing thing the right way. And so that led me to like looking for musicians who were doing email marketing the right way. And there are very few. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to create a course. And while I created the course, I redid my whole structures for my email list. I have two lists, one's one for musicians, which I, I write to as like, they're my colleagues. Here's stuff I've learned. Maybe this would help you. And then I have my list for my fans of my music and really of my career. Cause as my career has been changing, I'm not touring as much. It's not so much. Here's my next show. It's more of like, I'm singing in a choir with Sting tomorrow night. True story, by the way. Tomorrow night, I'm singing in a choir wow. on stage with Sting. Let me just so pick happening. up that name you just dropped real quick. There mm-hmm. it is. Okay. I, like, I'm not a name dropper unless the name is Sting. Okay? <laughs> Fair enough. So okay, this is happening. <laughs> I want to ask you a bunch of questions about email marketing because it is definitely a blind spot for a lot of indie artists, and I want indie artists to get really good at this. But I have those questions ready to go. But I, I mean, you gave me so much stuff to work with there with all the great stuff you're doing now. Let me ask you about writing a musical. What has that been like? How is it different from writing a traditional song for an album? Do you find it to be easier or harder? It's so much harder, but it's literally all I want to do. Like, I want to hang up right now and go write on it. Like, I, like 
and this is and talking on podcasts is my second favorite thing to do. So oh, I I love it so much. <laughs> and and the thing is, it's not like you know some musicals are adaptations of movies where that you know what the story is and you just have to turn. It's not that experience for me. What we're doing is we're taking a historic event that has a lot of holes in it. Um, and so there's a whole level of research. So my whole, I used to be, you know, I was a bio major in college. So I get to like dig into the dorky research side of myself that I don't access very often. Well, I accessed it last year when I was digging into email marketing, but that's beside the point. Um, (laughs) so there's an element of research. There's an element of like creating story and like get using our, you know, our brains to fill in some of these holes to like make a story that's, that's based on this historic event. And then there's the whole, how do you, how do you talk about something serious, but then also bring in some elements of lightness and how do you, um, you know, it's been a lyrical challenge for me because I'm writing the lyrics and the music and my partner is writing the book and he's an amazing director and choreographer. So he sort of can see how this is going to go better than I can. So I'm really working with like moments. Um, it's, it's so interesting. It's, it's such a, I mean, when it comes to writing the songs too, I feel like I have a lot more freedom. Like I don't need it to go from a verse to a chorus to a verse to a chorus, you know, when I'm writing a pop song or something for licensing, I, I really can, um, change keys because I feel like it needs a little lift. And then I can, I don't have to go back to the verse. I can put in an instrumental thing and I can, you know, go to a a C section, you know, instead of just having verse chorus bridge, I can go to a D section if I want to come back to the C and then weave in the A and the D. Like there, I just feel like, and same with choral music. I've been finding that there are very specific parameters, but there's such different parameters and it's, it's really fun to play with. I'm excited to hear about you challenging yourself, but I got to say, I'm not too keen on your approach here i mean (laughs) musicals based on historical events i mean is that really something audiences want lately Uh, (laughs) um i don't know have you heard of this thing called hamilton Uh, i mean vaguely okay like yeah you should it's it's kind of like off broadway avant-garde right (laughs) yeah hearing some kind of rough rumblings about it 100 (laughs) okay email marketing (laughs) this is something you're great at you have courses on inthekeyofsuccess.com about it. And so I'm glad we have you here to talk about it because I want the listeners of this show to get really good at email marketing because it's important. Can you tell the listeners why this is important to do? Why is email marketing uh, something that artists should really try to emphasize uh, even more so than perhaps other forms of marketing like social media? Oh, 100. So email marketing, I know there's like this like <laughs> feeling about it and it's like boring and overwhelming or like yeah. all and you, and you sound like you sound like grandma and grandpa. You're talking about email. Yeah, it's like the worst. But here's the thing, like 100 percent email is the way you will build your relationship with your fans when you are not in front of them on a stage. 100 percent. It's mm. not going to be through a Facebook post. It will be through an email that you send them and you write to them like you're writing to your best friend. And the whole point of an email marketing, so the whole process, not just sending out newsletters once a month or once every two months, is to take your subscribers, who, by the way, are not fans necessarily when they sign up for your email list. They are subscribers, and you have to bring them through the journey from going from subscriber all the way to not just super fan, but what I call advocate, the person that will buy all your stuff like a super fan, but also tell other people and maybe get you your next big gig or maybe you know, help promote you. So in between there, from a subscriber, you're going through your content, you take them on this journey. So you welcome them in as a subscriber, 
you give them some content, you show them your, some videos, you give them some free downloads, they become a fan. They keep reading your emails. You offer them a bundle of your merch. Like I have a holiday t-shirt sale or something. They buy their first thing from you. Or maybe they buy a 99 cent download from Bandcamp. Either way, the second they make that purchase, they become a customer. They go from fan to customer. From customer, you want to bring them to be a repeat customer. Those are the people that are going to buy tickets to multiple shows and buy your merch when you get new stuff on your website. They're going to you know, buy your wall art that you just made, which is the thing I'm doing this holiday season. There's, um, there's so many different ways to make them repeat customers. If you're on Patreon, if you do a fan funding campaign and you ask people to contribute, those are, those are the people, the repeat customers that are going to show up and start buying your higher ticket price things. Then they can become super fan. You will never have a fan that is a super fan that has not bought anything. That's true. <laughs> so what are these posts? What does a good email marketing post look like? Uh, what, what kind of style is it usually written in? And, you know, I know it's all about trying to, you know, convert and turn those those fans and super fans into advocates. But how do you in your email messaging walk a fine line between creating content that's going to convert without readers kind of feeling like they're just getting a sales pitch from you? Yeah, well, you don't try to do the whole process in one email because that's dumb. <laughs> you do a bunch of series. And um, and I talk about this in my email course. It's called Rock Your Email List. And I, and I give examples of these series and I walk through like what every series of emails. And when I say series, it's usually like four to six emails. Um, some series are one email a week. I call those nurture series where you're really just telling your story and getting, letting them get to know you and being vulnerable and maybe telling the story behind a song or um, behind a transition in your life that you went through. And I always ask for replies. It's good for deliverability. Like the internet likes to see that your email address is not spam. So when people reply to your email, that's a very good thing. So at the end of every email, I'm like, have you gone through something similar? Do you, and I get so many great replies to people when I just am simply sharing my story, like literally nothing to sell. So you need to have some of those series in there. And then what I call the rise series, that's when you're you're bringing them from fan to subscriber or sorry, fan to customer or customer to repeat customer. And those are very like very authentic. Like, Hey, I've got this thing. I'm going to tell you about it. And the first email is just telling them about the thing. The second email is the real ask, like, will you go do this? Or will you go follow me on? It could even, it doesn't have to be selling something. It could be follow me on Instagram. Like, here's why you want to do that. You could have a whole series just about your Instagram and why it's so awesome and why you want your people to join you there. Um, or it could be, you know, trying to, here's why you want to buy the hundred dollar level of my Kickstarter campaign. Like here's the perks about it. You can do a whole series about that. But if you let them know ahead of time that that's how it's going to go down, like I'm going to send you some emails about this, they're not going to be annoyed by it. Um, the biggest opportunity that a lot of musicians miss is the welcome series. When someone first signs up, whether it's at a show or on your website, or you do a, um, like a swap with, another artist, like, Hey, go to their website and you'll get a free song from them. That's how I, that's a great way to, by the way, to grow your email list. If you're not touring is to find other musicians similar to you that you think your audience would like. And then each of you send out an email to your own people, cross promoting the other person. Um, but anyway, once you get those people to sign up on your email list and I would 100% give something away, whether it's a free wall art, um, something, something digital that you don't have to mail, obviously, um, a song an MP3 is fine. People are like, people don't listen to MP3s. That's it's okay. Don't freak out about the technology. It's the gesture that counts. Like you're saying, I value your email. I'm going to give you a thing. I'm going to send you an email and you're going to get the thing. 
how people do you want these... the thing they sign up for, right? So you oh, want right. to make sure that that welcome email, it will be the most read email in your entire that you ever send the welcome email. So that's where you can really set your people up, not just say, here's the thing, go download it. You say the thing you can download, the thing you wanted is at the bottom. Let me just tell you a little about me and what you can expect from being on my email list. And then you set them up for what it's going to be like to be on your email list. And then when you do go sell them down the line, they're not going to freak out about it. How do you facilitate getting all these emails out? Do you use a specific platform or do you just kind of throw it all into Outlook? Oh, no, don't do that. That's illegal. They have to be able to unsubscribe. So if you're send, if you're sending a, an email, like a, sending an email out, first of all, all this stuff is automated, what I'm talking about. So they're all pre, pre-written and it doesn't make them any less authentic. So if you have some story like, I want to send them real time, it doesn't matter. Um, you have to write them as authentic as possible and it doesn't matter if you send it now or if whenever someone signs up, they get the email. You don't have to be sending an email anytime someone subscribes like every, every week or something. That's just a lot of work for you. <laughs> sure. So I, I used to use MailChimp. Um, I now use Infusionsoft. There are tons of different platforms. Um, and I go through how to choose the right platform. And there are a lot of different factors that will go into how to choose a platform. If your website is based on Vanzoogle, which I always recommend, they, um, they have a very simple platform. They're actually about to roll out some automation, I think. Um, but MailChimp and Drip and ConvertKit, they're all priced differently and depends on how big your list is now and how big you think it's going to get. Um, how much do you want to be tagging people based on their behavior? So if someone comes to a show in New York, you can segment them so that you're not sending them sh- you know, information about shows that are in California. Um, if someone buys something, you don't want to keep selling them the same thing if they already bought it, for example. So you can tag people in certain, in certain programs, you can tag people based on what they do so that you can really cater the emails that they get. So I have a lot of, if they did this, then they get this email series sort of mapping stuff going on in my, in my email world. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't even consider the mapping component and all this. That's really neat. You can check out a lot of the great insight that Cheryl's going to offer you by checking out this course of hers, Rock Your Email List. It's at inthekey.co slash email course. Let's talk about specific strategies, Cheryl, that musicians can use to grow their email list. You talked about the tried and true method of having them sign up at your live shows and having the email list sign up right there. What are some other good strategies? Yeah, so there's sort of three three main ones. Um, if you're touring, absolutely make it a thing at your show. Um, not just like we have a list, which by the way, a lot of people don't even announce that they have a list. They just like hope people sign up. You should be getting at least 50% of the room signing up on your email list. And, and the ways, different ways to do that are you can absolutely have a fan, like give a fan a free ticket to your show and say, Hey, would you like collect as many emails as you possibly can? We'll give you this. We'll let you in free. Like you could just go to the line outside and like says, ask people who wants to do that. Um, you could, you know, by the way, fans will want to impress you. So it's like, it's going to be like over their dead bodies or people walking out without signing up for your email list. <laughs> and then they get to do the dirty work. You don't have to be that annoying person that's like, sign up for my fan. So that's fun. Even if it's like your sister or someone that's like supporting you, right? The other thing you can do is say in the middle of your set, work into your set. Like, hey, we've got two lists going around. It's always great to have two. When you sign up before our last song, we're going to pick someone and they're going to win this free t-shirt. We're going to pick a random name off of the list and like give them this free t-shirt or you can come up and sing our big song or like make it, make it a thing. So people are like, where's this list, (laughs) you know? So that's, 
those are a couple of things to do if you're if you're performing live. Like absolutely take advantage of that. That is the that's the way I grew my list the fastest and got the most real fans on my list. Um, if you're not touring or if you are touring, um, some other ways, the two other ways that I, I recommended that recommend are the one I spoke about a little bit, which is cross promoting with another artist, um, and sending out an email. And this, this can be evergreen, evergreen, meaning that you can put it into your automated series as in you write it once and then all of your fans get it. Even if I send it out today, I, I'll set it up so that if someone signs up tomorrow, it's the email they get three weeks from when they sign up. So it's constant cross promotion. So you, I always encourage the people I partner with to like put it into the, what I call the evergreen series. Um, and like a lot of marketing people know what that term is, but it's, it's a good, it's a good concept to, to wrap your head around. Um, but anyway, the, the cool thing about saying, Hey, I have this friend who's another artist. If you're writing to your own email list, I have this other friend who's a musician. The music is kind of similar. I think you might like it. Here's the links. And then it's a link to the page to sign up for their mailing list. Um, sign up for the mailing list and you'll get a free song. So you, here's a couple of things that happen. Your fans see that a, it's not all about you and that's lovely, oh, <laughs> especially yes. when musicians tend to be all about the musicians. So you're like shining a light on someone else, which is always feels nice. B you're becoming a source for your fans of cool content. And that's really cool. C when the other musician does the same for you, you're both going to grow your lists. Like probably by not, not a small amount, like probably a significant, like you could get 20 to depending on how big their lists are, like 20 to a couple hundred people on your list in a day by just doing a, a cross promotion. The third way growing is, um, through, uh, ads. Ads is a whole nother thing. Um, I'm actually doing some work with Rick Barker, who's like a music marketing guru guy. We're going to be doing a thing in January. So keep your eyes out for that. We're not announcing it yet, but we'll, we'll announce it next week totally all about how to really utilize ads, Facebook ads and otherwise. We're going to talk about Spotify ads a little bit too, to grow your email list and how to make the most out of a dollar. So that's, that will be, that will be really cool. I'm going to dig into that a little bit more, but that, that's a whole nother beast for another time. I love anything that's going to involve a Cheryl Engelhart and Rick Barker collab. That's <laughs> I mean, that, everything about that sounds fantastic. Let me ask you, Cheryl, a question that I often hear musicians ask me in the world of social media, but I think it also is going to pertain to email marketing, which is what do you post when you just have nothing to post? If you feel like there's just nothing going on, but you don't want to have, you know, all quiet in the Western front and you're not communicating with your fans. So do you have any advice for artists when they're kind of in those dry spells, but they still want to get some communications out? Yeah, if you have an, an automated series set up called the Nurture Series where you're just telling your story, your story's not going to change. Like you decided to go to this college because of this reason. You decided to quit this band and start this other band for this reason. Like that's not changing. So you, if you have that set up so that once a week, no matter what people are getting and in something from you, you, you will never have to send another newsletter again. It is It takes out all of the stress. So I would strongly encourage you to to look, figure out what automation is. And you can do that in my course. There's not a lot of people talking about it in the music world. Um, and, and set that up for yourself because when you do have a, a low time, you can just tell your story. Like you can talk about, talk about a struggle, like talk about something that you overcame. You know, if people can, can connect with you, that that's how you're going to develop those relationships. So they stick around for the long haul. 
Check out her course at rock your email list in the key.co slash email course. So much good stuff there. And I feel like there's even so much more that we could get to hear uh, by checking out this course. But thank you for giving us a little sample of what I know is going to be a lot of great content. Last question before we let you go, Cheryl, and it's been such a pleasure talking to you as always. Do you have any last tips for the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? Uh, I think that like my whole shtick and with musicians is, is all about communication. Like my courses are about branding, pitching, and email marketing. And the common denominator between all three of those is if you are clear with what you want, the people you're communicating to will also be clear. So before you go out and send an email or, or pitch something to, you know, or, you know, whether you're pitching a music venue or a radio station, or you're sending a mass email to a thousand fans, if you're really clear on what you want the reaction to be, like, what do you want the result to be after you hit send? Just do that work. And you're going to start seeing a really different kind of response, a positive in a positive way. So I think that just getting clear on what you want and your communication around what you want is going to just be so much more effective. I got to say, Cheryl, over the last couple years, we've had you on the show a few times, and it's been so awesome for me to get to see you just continue to achieve and continue to do great things. And most selfishly for what we're trying to do on this podcast, continue to give back to the indie artists through a lot of these great educational resources you're building. Kudos Mm -hmm. to you. Uh, Always a pleasure to have you on. Check her out. Oh, very much my pleasure. Check out her music at cbemusic.com. Check out her educational resources at inthekeyofsuccess.com, including her Rock Your Email List course, inthekey.co slash email course. Cheryl Englehart, everybody, thank you all for listening to the Break the Business podcast. Mm -hmm.